radio show brought to you by womenaboutbiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day. And as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. Now, I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend and you're ready to be productive for the new week. Also, I want to make sure that you all know the importance of checking your calendar every single Sunday. Now, you know, I have been sharing this technique that I use probably for about 10 years on the show. And it has helped so many people, including myself, which is when you are proactive in checking your calendar every single Sunday evening before you get your week started, then what's going to happen is you're going to be able to look at your goals, what it is that you want to accomplish before uh, the end of the week, and then you can look at your calendar and make sure that you have activities that are relevant to what it is that you want to accomplish. And this is so very, very important. Oftentimes, a lot of business women don't take a look at their calendar to look and make sure that all of the activities on their calendar are scheduled and planned out and supporting what it is that they want to accomplish. And by not doing that, the goal doesn't get done. And you you look at Friday and you haven't had a certain number of leads, you haven't um, been able to put monies in in your checking account or you haven't closed any sales. And so this this simple technique, if you just give it a try, this simple technique is going to show you, first of all, it's going to show you if there are any holes in in your system, right? But it's going to also show you areas needed for improvement on your end as far as organization and structure is concerned. And so I want to encourage you that if you have not made it a habit yet, to check your business calendar every Sunday evening and then declare what it is that you are trying to accomplish for that week, then please start doing so immediately because this is a very, very important technique that will help you so much. It's one simple thing. I want to share with you our theme for the month of August, and it is creating content for your business. That's right. It's time for you to become the queen of content. Learn ways you can use content to effectively market your business. And that is going to be happening every single Monday this month of August. And so, again, it's important that you go ahead and mark your calendar for Successful Woman Radio every Monday at 12 noon so that you can take some really good notes. On our lineup, of course, I'm going to give you the five questions of business leadership, which is so very, very important. And also, I'm going to be sharing with you, uh, again, some new ways that you can use your Facebook fan page um, 
to really help yourself get noticed on the internet um, for your business as well. So grab uh, your favorite cup of beverage and grab your notepad and let's get started. So what we're going to do is we're going to first start with the five ways to really five questions of business leadership. And and these questions of business leadership um, were designed and developed to help you hone in on your skills as a owner and as a leader. And if you use them, then you are going to see some incredible results within yourself. Uh, You're going to see yourself improve in so many ways. So let's start with question number one. Have I prepared my mindset for greatness? You know, what beliefs and habits do you need to support your vision and your goals? Uh, What personal development skill do you need to work on? Um, You know, what goals have you set for yourself for the month that you need to develop something personally, a skill to help you accomplish those goals? And then last but not least, you know, what affirmations are you creating, are you customizing for yourself to encourage and motivate yourself? Here's number two. Are my beliefs in alignment with my vision and goals? Of course, you all know that this is so very, very important. Not every belief that we have is valid, is factual. As a matter of fact, some beliefs that we have work against the very things that we want in life. And so this is why you have to take control of your whole belief system and ask yourself questions about different beliefs that you have and whether or not they help or or hurt. Uh, what it is that you want in life. Here's number three. What do I want to accomplish by this Friday? Again, what do I want to accomplish by this Friday? Now, when you look at your goals and what it is that you want to make happen for the week, and again, keep in mind that whatever goals you have for the week, it may belong to some extended goals for the month, things that you want to see happening for the month. Um, or for the quarter. It just depends on how you set your goals. Uh, Most small businesses should really outline the goals and things that they want to see for the year. Of course, it can always be extended, added upon, or changed, but you want to have a really good outlook for the year, and then you want to be able to break those goals down by quarter, then those quarters down by months, weeks, and days, and so forth, right? So that's normally how it's done. It's okay if you don't have all that ready. Just really look at what goals do I want to accomplish this week, right? And and then really, really create tasks that are going to support that goal. Remember, tasks uh, in goal setting are the the things that help you to implement and get the job done for your goals, right? So I want to make sure that you you understand the hierarchy of of the goal setting and why it's so important that you look and see if you have all of the right types of activities um, supporting your goals. So there are three things, as you look at what you want to accomplish by every Friday, there are three things that you really have to make sure you include in that thought process. Number one, you want to take a look at your marketing goals. Then you want to take a look at your sales goals. How much money am I trying to make for this week, you know, or or, or I'm trying to bring in? And then you want to take a look at your leads, which is so very, very important. Those three goals are very much mandatory goals, things that 
in your business, if you don't list anything else that you have goals for, those three things are key, right? And then here's number four. How can I be an asset to my business, right? Um, oftentimes, as business owners, we know that we're the owner, but we don't often look at what do we as individuals need to do to improve ourselves, to hone in on our skills um, for our business. What, what type of business owner do we need to be for our business, right? And so this is when we ask ourselves the questions, am I being a good ambassador? Am I seeking out new collaborations with others? And am I leading my power team? And, of course, that's very key as it concerns a power team because you you can't do everything by yourself. You have to create a team of people who know more than you do about certain subjects and are able to shorten your learning curve and move things along a lot faster. So very, very important. And then last but not least is number five in the five questions of business leadership, right? Am I investing in myself and my business? Again, am I investing in myself and my business? And I think this is very important because you you can't, and I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there, you can't be a cheapskate when it comes to an investing side of your business. You have to be the first person to have faith in your business. You have to be the first person to want to invest in your business and yourself. And there are three core areas of investing that I want you to consider. Your health and your wellness, first and foremost, because without energy, without your health, you're not able to you know, have that mental clarity and clear the clearness that you need. You're not able to have that energy that you need to run your business as a CEO. And then you want to look at your marketing, your advertising budget, and you also want to take a look at your personal development and your coaching. All of these are so very, very important. I want you to really start asking these five questions of yourself because they not only are going to give you a foundation, I think, to really become a strong leader, but you're going to grow because as you begin to answer these questions, you begin to recognize areas for improvement, areas to enhance, or areas to eliminate, right, or new habits that you need to build, guess what? You're going to experience something quite incredible in your life. So again, Make sure that you ask yourself these five questions of business leadership as often as you need to. So there you have it, ladies. Make sure that you write these down in your Successful Woman Radio Journal or in your personal journal. And again, I am so excited to hear uh, that a lot of you are taking this to heart and you are indeed asking these questions of yourself. And many of you write me emails, personal notes. Um, and share things with me via text when you have aha moments. And a big thank you to those um, long-term listeners who really get it, who really are understanding how to be able to use Successful Woman Radio Show as a great resource to grow your business. Now, for those of you that are new to the show, I want to share with you what we're all about. Successful Woman Radio is all about providing the woman in business with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life 
generating the income that you desire. Again, make sure you mark your calendar every Monday at 12 Eastern and be empowered with information that you will be able to put to use right away in your business. Well, ladies, today I'm excited to present to you a topic that I think is so very, very important, and that is uh, all about creating content for your business. And in just a little bit, I'm going to be sharing with you uh, our first um, our first episode today of this this topic: five types of content and marketing formats. Right? We're going to discuss that and talk about that a little bit. Before I do. I want to go ahead and I want to uh, talk a little bit about your Facebook fan page. Uh, my question to you is, do you have your fan page set up in such a way that it is highly optimized for people to find you on the Google search? So very, very important. And I want to make sure that you guys understand that there's a lot going on with Facebook right now, and as such, we have to continuously change and keep up with all of the new rules that Facebook is making. We have to keep up with um, you know, how the algorithms that Facebook creates are helping us or hurting us as small business owners. We really need to be able to know and understand that because so many business women are spending hours every single day on Facebook. And... You know, if they had to ask themselves, why are you spending so much time, they probably couldn't answer that question. And so I want those of you who are listening to be responsible social media users, right, for your business. I want you to be able to know and understand what you can do to benefit from utilizing social media. So here's some tips. Here's some things that you need to know and understand about your Facebook. The first thing is everybody who is in business should automatically have a Facebook fan page. And it's very easy to create one, um, you know, or get it set up, but not as easy, of course, to know all of the things you need to be doing to get it recognized by others, right? Now, it's true. Some people are now creating a Facebook fan page, and they are basically using the Facebook fan page as a business. They've actually gone and purchased a domain name, and they actually have that domain name forwarded to their fan page, and you're literally using the fan page as the blog itself, right? So they're loading articles and putting content in their Facebook fan page. They're adding a store in their Facebook fan page. There's so many things that you can do uh, with your Facebook fan page today. But I want to say that before I share a lot of these things with you about Facebook fan page, I want you to understand and know one very important thing, and that is that you don't personally own your own fan page. These things are property of Facebook, right? So that means that Facebook has the right to make changes at any time they so choose. And as uh, someone who is a businesswoman, you want to be in control at all times. And so if you use your Facebook fan page as a mean of marketing, it's important 
that it not be the only method that you are using because if something happens, um, then you won't be able to recover from it because you don't have complete ownership over it. So that's something that's very, very important. So I don't necessarily recommend that you only use a Facebook fan page for your blog. Um, I, I believe that there are too many resources that are out there that you can actually use that are free and more substantial than the Facebook fan page for blogging, okay? You've got Wix, W-I-X.com, which can give you a free blog. You've got Blogger, B-L-O-G-G-E-R.com. That is a Google product, Blogger.com which gives you um, a free blog for your website. You have WordPress.com, which can give you a free blog for your, uh, for, for your website, right? So uh, there are several resources that are out there that allow you to have more control. So the goal here really is, is to create a blog or website, you know, those two words are interchangeable. Uh, Keep in mind that a blog is when you're going to make more of a daily, not a daily entry, uh, but you're going to make frequent entries, right? Um, And then a website often is considered a static or informational site where the information doesn't change as much. And so that's why on some websites you also have a blog, right, which is where you go to look at updated information or brand new articles or what have you. So keep those things in mind. And then once you have that, that becomes your Internet headquarters, then you can use your Facebook fan page as a supplement and complementary source to support your website and to uh, reach out to and to connect with individuals that are also using the Facebook platform, right? But you can also use it as another source of marketing, okay? Very, very important. So this is why it is key for you to really first get that very clear in your mind. Now, if you can use your Facebook like a blog now, what can you do? <clears throat> well, the first thing is I wouldn't use it like a blog if you're not going to be consistent and committed to posting and keeping up with everything. If if that's something that you're not able to do, then don't start doing that. But if you are, that's going to be fantastic. Some of the things that you can do on your Facebook fan page now is, number one, You can sell products now on your Facebook fan page. You can actually, uh, through Facebook, you don't even have to use a third-party plugin, but through Facebook fan page now, you can sell your products, set up a shop on your page to start selling products online, right? Um, And you could connect a merchant. But guess what? Facebook in and of itself is a merchant provider now as well. Isn't that something? Okay, you can also add the appointment booking feature to your Facebook fan page, which is quite interesting, right? So now what you can do is turn followers into customers. They can set up available appointments with you, and you can also show the services that you offer, and they can book those services as well. So again, I think what Facebook is trying to do is kind of like the Walmart effect. 
uh, those of you who can remember when Walmart had just a wonderful store of convenient products and items, and then all of a sudden, Walmart started creating what's known as the super Walmarts, right? They started having hair salons and nail salons and all types of shops. They started inside of the Walmart, started having Subway uh, restaurants or McDonald's or uh, different restaurants inside of the Walmarts based on where you live in the nation. They started doing all of these different things. Walmart added the pharmacies, right? They started adding all of the flu shots and all of the different things that you could do. Then when tax season comes, you've got taxes in Walmart. So Walmart wanted to become kind of like a one-stop shop in every single community. Now, what that did is that that did indeed in many small towns, that were used to to depending on the small businesses, boutiques, um, and brick-and-mortar businesses in the towns, that really caused a lot of businesses to shut down because they, it was difficult for them to compete with the combined purchasing power that Walmart actually had, right? And so, again, that's the Walmart effect because now here you have Facebook doing the very same thing online, right? Um, there are third-party apps, of course, that provide ways to set up a store to sell your products. There are third-party apps that have appointment booking systems, right? Um, there are third-party apps that allow you to set up different events and different things online. But now, guess what, ladies? Facebook allows you and has created its own plugins for you to be able to do this right through your fan page on Facebook. So now you you have the Facebook product plugin, which allows you to sell your product. You have the Facebook appointment and booking uh, plugin, which allows people to make appointments with you and also allows you to list all of your services that are available. In addition, you also have the very robust Facebook events plugin, which allows you to create online events that people can actually pay and pay to have access to. So it's not just free events, but Facebook allows you to do that. And in addition to that, you can post jobs on Facebook on your fan page. Uh, and the uh, the one thing that I really, really like that I'm, I'm like, okay, they are just too much sometimes. This is an awesome feature. You can add a chat bot to your website using Facebook Messenger. How about that? right? So you can drive sales and provide support to your customers and to your clients by adding the uh, messenger feature to your website. And here's Facebook's thinking in this whole thing, is that everybody has developed just this huge habit of, of checking their Facebook on their phone. Their notifications come right to them on their phone. So why not add features for small business owners since they are already utilizing Facebook, okay? Since they're already utilizing Facebook, why not put features into the Facebook fan page that function and help help small business owners to have like more of a blog utilizing their fan page? And so that's exactly what Facebook allows you to do. Now, 
out of all of those things I've shared with you that you can actually do on your Facebook fan page, of course, you know, the original feature was that you can do posts and sales posts, you can do promotions, you can do all of those different things utilizing your Facebook fan page. Um, the one thing that has totally, totally changed for everybody on Facebook is exactly how many people does Facebook allow your post to be seen? You know, how many people are actually seeing the post? Well, unfortunately, Facebook, without paying for it, without boosting your post, right? That's the pay part. Without boosting your post, Facebook only allows about three to five percent of your followers to actually see your post. That's a very low percentage, right? So if you're budget-wise, you can't necessarily, and I, I, I definitely think it's not cost-effective that every time you post, you're going to pay Facebook some money for but to, to do that, not as a small business owner. Now, I do think some of the larger corporations, I think they must boost every post they do. Um, but, of course, the more followers you have, that 3 to 5% ratio becomes larger, Right. But for most people who have, let's say, 2,500 uh, followers or below, then what happens is not all of your followers are actually seeing your post. And so that that is something that has hurt a lot of small business owners because they depended on that as a form of marketing. But then we have to be careful about having that free mindset, that cheapskate mindset, right? We can't, we can't always do that. Uh, we do have to know that sometimes um, what, was, what was good at one point, uh, hopefully we all took advantage of it while it was good, and now that, that we have to pay for it, certain posts we have to be willing to pay for. So what kind of posts on your fan page should you be boosting, should you be paying for? Well, I would say if you have a paid event and you're really trying to get information out for that paid event, or even if you're having a free event and you're really trying to get the word out for that free event, because within that free event, you're going to be pushing people to your website and towards some, a paid product, then I would say that would be worthy of boosting a post, right? And you want to boost your post early enough for people to be able to see it. So having an event and then trying to boost a post the day of the event or the day before really is not going to help you. You really need to start at a minimum a week out. I really think that you should have something that you're spreading at least three weeks out um, for boosting a particular post such as that. Um, also, if you're trying to get more visitors to your website and you're creating articles that you think would be very valuable, you may consider boosting that article so that everybody knows that it is there, okay? The other thing that you want to remember is uh, get your followers to boost for you as well, not from a paid perspective, but get them to share the links to your events, to your articles, to different things. I always try to identify at least 10 to 20 people that I'm going to personally ask and give a link and say, would you mind sharing this on your personal fan page or your personal Facebook page? Sometimes um, or most of the time they don't mind and they will share it, but keep in mind it must be reciprocal. 
you must be willing to do the same thing. So hopefully you guys are getting some aha moments. Maybe some of the things I'm sharing with you about the Facebook fan page and actually creating it more like a blog or utilizing more of the features that Facebook have, hopefully you guys are understanding how you might be able to utilize it to your advantage. So you can do more than just um, use your fan page for the purpose of paying a lot of advertisement dollars or boosting dollars, but there are the features of the fan page as well. And again, I want to repeat those features that you can use. You can set up a store now on your fan page. You can add appointment bookings and services. You can host paid online events and post jobs. Um, and you can add a chat bot to your website and actually provide customer service uh, through Messenger um, and your own personal website or blog. So that's quite a lot that you can actually do. Now, depending on how many followers you have, Facebook also allows you to add a podcast player right there on your um, fan page, which I think is fantastic, but right now they're only testing it out on those who have 10,000 uh, followers or more. But it is a good feature, and hopefully it will be around and will be added to everybody else's menu um, on their fan page as well. One of the things that Facebook took away that I did not like, and that was they took away your ability to add documents um, right there in Facebook fan page, meaning you can actually create a document right there, not a file, but you can actually create a document right there in your fan page. They took that away, and from my understanding, they are going to be adding that back. So, therefore, um, they will have become a full blog feature. So, there you have it, how you can use your fan page more um, and how you, it can benefit you. So keep that in mind. And of course, again, I don't, I don't recommend that you use it solely as a, as your only blog. I recommend that you have a blog and that, uh, you are able to then use your Facebook fan page as a supplement and a complimentary um, portion of your content, um, but you must be consistent with it. Keep that in mind, okay? Very, very important. And if you haven't really started doing Facebook ads, then I definitely recommend that you do some searching on Facebook, on Google, and look for some workshops or courses that you can take. You can start with Udemy. Look for some workshops or courses that you can take on better understanding Facebook ads before you actually go on Facebook and start putting ads out there, okay? There you have it. Okay, it is 1230 after the hour and you're listening to no other than the Successful Woman radio show. Hey, ladies, I want to um, remind you that we have other ways that you can hear our previous broadcasted shows. So make sure uh, that you do. You can, uh, if you have an iPhone, all you have to do is click on podcast and search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and then mark it as a favorite, and then boom, guess what? Say, uh, our radio show is right there uh, at your fingertips, right, to listen to previous broadcasts. If you have an Android-based phone, uh, phone, then you can download the app called Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher, 
and um, then look up Successful Woman Radio and mark it as a favorite, and it does the exact same thing. You can go on the womenaboutbiz.net website and click on podcast, of course, and you can do this using the Internet feature on your phone or any other smart device or your laptop. And then once you click on podcast, we have our blog talk player right there on that page for you to listen to previously broadcasted shows. So we have multiple ways for you to listen to the shows. I want to give a big thank you um, to Debbie Allen, who was a guest on our show on last Monday. If you'll remember, Debbie is the author of Success is Easy, Shameless No-Nonsense Strategies to Win in Business. And, of course, uh, it was a delight to have her on the show. And so Debbie had mentioned that she is having an event in October in Arizona. And she did indeed send me a link um, that you could attend that event at no cost. And so I will be putting that link up on Successful Woman Radio and make an announcement on next Monday how you can get um, the opportunity to attend that event at no cost. And again, I'm talking in reference to Debbie Allen, a very successful entrepreneur um, who wrote the book Success is Easy. And then, of course, we gave away the book Success is Easy to three people. Um, And, of course, again, congratulations to Cynthia, to Tia, and um, to Allison, who are the three winners of the book. It's already been sent out to you. And hopefully you guys don't forget to snapshot yourself with your book so we can share it in our community with everyone. So, again, we are now twice a month having women come on the show uh, to discuss and share uh, successful techniques to talk about how they have done it. Um, And I'm so excited about the fact that we've, you know, every two weeks we're pretty much booked out all the way through, um, I think, September. So we've got some very exciting guests that are going to be coming on the show every second and fourth Monday of, of each month. Uh, to share with you information. Now, next week, I believe that we have uh, another young lady that is well-known in the writer's market, and that is no other than Sharon Elise. Again, Sharon Elise, she has written, like, I believe, multiple uh, fiction fictional uh, novels and books. And so she's going to be coming on talking about her experience as an author, as a writer, and um, I'm excited to uh, be interviewing her. So again, we've got some fantastic entrepreneurs uh, that are daring to accomplish their goals and make things happen in their lives. And I know that you guys are going to be inspired by that. I'm going to go ahead right now and move right into our topic, our theme for the month, which is definitely creating content for business. Now, I've talked about content before, but I wanted to basically extend the information that I provide to you about content and tell you why it is so important, okay? So the thing that you need to know and understand that all of your marketing, how you reach out to people is very, very important and it is vital to the success of your business because 
marketing online now is no longer just a choice, right? It is probably the most common method of, you know, of marketing, marketing over the internet. It's the most common method of marketing now. It has risen above offline marketing. And so with that said, you need to be very, very aware of that and very knowledgeable about what you need to do in order to make yourself known, in order to attract other people to you, right? So remember, the definition of marketing is a system of methods or techniques used to attract others to what you have, right? So keep in mind that marketing is not just one simple thing, but it is a system of methods or techniques, right? So that means multiple things might be going on to pull and draw the attention of other people. So our theme all this month is creating content for your business, and I'm going to be bringing and sharing with you different ways to do that. Today, I want to talk to you about five types of content marketing formats that you need to know about. So, ladies, you know, it's not enough just to every now and then put up an article on your website, but you really need to have a system of how you're actually doing that. So the first thing I want to let you know is that what I what I would consider doing is to actually create a theme for each month, right? Create a theme for the month. And once you have your theme, that really is going to give you uh, a lot of ideas on the types of content that you can then come up with based on that theme. So content, of course, is anything that you create that does not necessarily contain a sales message, right? So usually true content, valuable content is information that is going to give people a how-to, is going to give people uh, information that they will be able to put to use. It's going to give people information that helps them to gain knowledge of whatever it is, right? Now, again, there are different types of content. And so what I want to do is go over five different types of content that you can actually use to market your small business. So let's get started and let's look at each of them. The first type of content that um, is the most common right now is blog content, right? Blog content is very, very popular because it is easy. Um, a lot of companies have made it easy for you to get out there and start a free blog uh, and have it be robust. And so, again, a blog and a website are basically, ladies, the one and the same. The difference is in how it's formatted or how it's structured, right? So a website these days is considered uh, something that is static static pieces of information, like your services, information about your company, directions, um, the About Us section, things like that are static pieces of information. Product page with the product description, that's static because the information really isn't going to change that often, right? It's not like you're having to go every day and redoing the About Us section or redoing the product page or redoing the, the service page. So that's why it's considered a static, okay, page of information. That's very important though, right? 
So you have the most websites contain the static information, but then you also have the ability to segment and create a blog. And a blog is a section of a website or a website format itself that actually provides frequent updated content, okay? So that means usually you're going to blog at least anywhere between one to three times a week, or you're going to be consistent with that blog and you are going to do something at a minimum of twice a month, right? So normally the blog might have a date, but these days there are plugins that allow you to take the date off of a blog. Um, I like the date in particular because it helps you with search engine optimization, um, and it helps the search engine um, algorithms to know that you've been on the Internet for a while. It, it, it can help you, right? But taking the date away doesn't harm you. Um, and if you're not going to be blogging, you know, once a week at a minimum, for example, uh, but you're going to be putting up a uh, article once a month as a theme article, and then from there you're going to be abstracting different pieces of it to use in other areas, then you may very well not want to date that particular blog entry. So, again, that is uh, your decision to make. The other feature of features that a blog has is that a blog also allows you to compartmentalize different topics. In the blog world, it's called categorized, right? So you can have different blog categories as well. So as you begin to write a lot of articles over time, over a couple of years or two or three years, uh, your whatever you have written might be relevant to particular types of subjects, and so therefore you set up categories on your blog. So now you really have begun to grow this library of effective content that is evergreen and always going to be there and stay there. So. Keep that in mind as you're looking at, you know, how you're developing your blog, what you're doing for your blog. So blog content is anything that is an article, um, anything that is a video, anything that is an audio, or any combination of those three things is considered blog content, okay? Now, one of the things that you should, be, that you should know is that 86%, okay, of all marketing that is out on the internet. So this should speak very loud and clear to you. 86% of all marketing on the internet is done through blog content. Are you guys listening? Are you taking note of that? 86%, that's well over the 50, 60% mark. That's almost everybody, 86%. That's, uh, that's quite an enormous percentage of people are using blog content to market. Now, why is that? Why do you think that is? Well, number one is when you have your own blog, you are really not being restricted on what you can and cannot do. Nobody's there to tell you, oh, you, you can't have links on this or everybody, not everybody's going to be able to see this. Um, we're going to restrict the number of people to, to be able to see. That's not true, right? So when you have a public blog and anybody and everybody can find your blog, anybody and everybody can see your blog, 
Now you know why 86% of all blog, all marketing, all internet marketing is being utilized with blog content, right? Okay, so with that said, what you need to understand is it's very important on knowing how to structure your your blog and, and making sure that you come up with a really good blog content plan. Okay, remember, and just, all, just build it as a habit that anything and everything that you do for your business needs to have structure, needs to have organization, and needs to have a system in place in which it will run. Just kind of keep that as a core value, as a core rule of thumb for yourself, okay? Um, because that way you know that anything and everything you do has to have structure, organization, and a system in which it runs. And then it won't seem so overwhelming for you because you have built it up as a habit. So that means any ideas that you come up with for your business, what what has to happen? Structure, organization, and a system, right? So that means you have to sit down and figure that out. And there's no different difference in as you create a blog and you're making a decision on how you want to structure your blog, how you want to organize it, and how you want to have a system for it, right? So let's quickly talk about that. How do you want to structure your blog? First of all, what system are you using to, for your blog? And if you don't have a blog system already, okay, if you don't have a blog system already, then you can easily create a free blog by going to WordPress.com, okay? And WordPress.com, I give my hats off to WordPress.com. I would have to say uh, that they are right up there in the top three free blogging platforms. I would have to say, in my preference, it would be WordPress is number one, okay? Um, it would be um, Blogger by Google, number two, and Wix, number three. So I would give it all th those three things. Now, WordPress.com just allows you to do so much. When you create a free um, blogger, I'm sorry, I'm confusing the two. When you create a free blog in WordPress.com, they already give you, wow, so many templates that you can use to make it look like a complete website. So not only do you get the blogging features with WordPress.com, but you also get the um, the whole feature as a website. Now, guess how much you can actually, if you decided that you wanted to upgrade and pay uh, on WordPress.com for a full blog website, guess how much they give it to you for? You can get a good, solid, basic um, plan for $7 a month, right? Uh, or you can pay, I think it's something like $72 for the year um, and have a full blog and website using WordPress.com. So that's pretty, pretty incredible, right? So you can actually do that. So that's why I like WordPress. And they have one of the most secured hosting companies that I've seen around as far as uh, they guarantee your website is up 99.9% of the time. And so again, WordPress.com. But then you can also use Google Blogger, right? And that is another free system. Now, I will tell you, it takes a little bit of time getting used to with Blogger, um, but there are different um, 
templates that you can use with your blogger. And I'm going to give you guys a blogger template website um, that you can go to. I really have used them before for some of my clients, and uh, you can actually use it. And, I'm, you know, of course, when you want to put your hands on something that you can't, you can't always put your hand on it. But I want it to I'm looking now. Sometimes as I'm on the show, I have to on the fly be able to pull up things and look for you, uh, different things that you can do. And I am just looking here to see if this is it. Yep. Okay. I found it. Okay. So the website that has like just some awesome blogger templates is called Copy Blogger Things. That's C-O-P-Y. B-L-O-G-G-E-R things, T-H-E-M-E-S dot com. And this is this, this is if you decided that you want to actually use blogger.com, um, for your blog, which again, they have different templates and things that are made, uh, that allow you to really set up your blog just like a website using Google Blogger as well. And so there's another company called Sora, S-O-R-A templates with an S dot com. Sora templates, S-O-R-A templates with an S dot com that have beautiful blogger templates as well. Um, so again, uh, all of this, you know, allows you to have free blogs. Um, and be able to utilize some beautiful template layout. So again, there is no reason these days that you can't have a really nice looking website without spending a lot of money. It can be within your budget. So take a look at those. And then, of course, there is Wix.com, okay? Wix.com. Wix has really improved over the years. At one point, I wouldn't have recommended Wix, but I will say that Wix have some has improved tremendously. They have revamped their platform and they have some quite incredible uh, templates and plans for small businesses, but they also have a free plan that allows you to start your blog with them as well. So you can check out wixwix.com as well. But my top two is wordpress.com and blogger. Dot com. So again, and of course, if you have a Google account, then you already have Blogger uh, available to you. If you don't have a Google account, I don't know who does, who wouldn't have a Google account. But if you don't, you can just simply go to Google.com and sign up for a Google account, which gives you Gmail and all of the um, all of the actual features that come right along with your Google account, Google Docs. Google Slides, all of that. You have that ability, okay? So those are some resources for blogs that you can have. Now, once you have your blog, you've figured out what blog structure you're going to do. Now you have to organize your blog by categories. Now, you don't necessarily have to start off by creating different categories, but you really should have at least three to five categories that are very relevant to your business, that are um, industry-related, that people are searching for so that as you write your articles and pull your content, you can mark off the category that it actually goes to, right? And by doing that, not only does that allow people to search more effectively on your blog when they visit your blog site, but it also allows the 
Google algorithms and other search algorithms to properly categorize your articles and your topics, thereby making it easy for people to find what they're looking for on the search engines as well. The other thing that you're looking at as you are um, organizing your content, the, the big thing that you always have to keep in mind, ladies, is that you really, really need to make sure that you are aware of the keywords and the keyword phrases that you need to be using in every single blog post entry that you do. And all a blog post entry is is uploading your article to the blog, right, to the website. So you need to make sure that that is another habit that you you know, embrace and and develop, right, is that you always want to make sure that for every article, for every piece of content you put up on your website or your blog, that it is relevant and that it is keyword, what we call keyword optimized, right? Very, very important. So I want to point those things out to you because, you know, structuring, organizing is very, very key. And then you want to develop a system of blogging. So what is it going to be for you? What is your system, right? Um, are you going to blog once a week? Um, or are you going to write once a month, twice a month? What are you going to do? So this is what I recommend to most people to help get yourself consistent. I recommend that you come up with a theme, that that be part of your system. You come up with a monthly theme as it pertains to your business, and then from that monthly theme, you are able to then create um, your blog article, right? And then once you create your blog article, then you can pull out different subtopics from that article and write other short pieces of information for your blog, but you can also take that same information and then utilize it for quotes, utilize it for uh, short excerpts on your on your social media. You can use it also as short excerpts in a video that you can record yourself talking about on Zoom and then download it as a video to put right back on your website, on your social media. So your system of how you are going to blog is going to be very, very important. And in your system is your is your time management. You know, um, do you blog on Mondays? Do you write your articles on Tuesdays or on Thursdays or between the hours of 5 and 7 p.m. or in the early mornings? When do you write? So this is all part of creating your system. But one thing is for sure, when you're creating your system for your blog content, you need to be looking at how often you are posting a blog article. You need to be looking at how you are being able to repurpose the content that's in that con that article, how you're going to repurpose it, what, what are you going to do with it, right? Um, what graphic items are you going to use in your blog, which is going to be very, very important? How often does your blog come out? right? How often will you have a blog that comes out? And I recommend that you have a theme each and every month. So hopefully this is helping you. Once you know these things, it's really easy to then start looking at um, how you're going to write your blog and what you're going to write about because you're cre by, when you do it by theme, your creativity really heightens, okay? It really increases. Okay, so I want to move forward with sharing you the second way 
Okay, the second type of, of content that you can use for marketing your business, and of course, not as many people do this, but it is gaining popularity, and that is infographic content marketing, okay? Infographic is really, you guys have seen it, it's a long scroll of graphic that represents things you should do or provides information or gives instructions, Right? That's what infographics are. And you have seen it. I've seen a lot of corporations use it. I've seen banks use it. I've seen some small business marketing companies use it. I've seen it used in different ways. But an infographic is just that. It's a graphic that's usually, it looks like it might be, you know, picture a uh, 11 by 24 sheet of paper, a long legal size sheet of paper, Right. And, and imagine throughout on that one sheet of paper, you have gotten a lot of different graphic elements that are all representing instructions on how to do something. That's called an infographic. Then you make it into a picture, and then you post it as, on as many places as you can. And what happens is that you'll have the thing about infographics is that sharing of infographics is, is pretty high. And so you'll have a lot of people to share your infographics. So one of the most important things when you do an infographic is that you really, really need to have your website or your link, uh, a link to your website or whatever you want to call action to, you really need to have that at the bottom of the graphic so that people know who you are and that it was created by you. Very, very important, okay? So successful infographics are very impactful, they're meaningful, okay? And the the whole purpose of an infographic is to take a lot of information, um, usually it's complex information, uh, and break it down into important points for people to understand. That's really what it's about. So you might take a subject and be able to break it down, something like a how-to um, of the step-by-step, step one, two, three. So again, infographics is, can, be, can really be used to really um, – get a lot of people viewing your website, get a lot of people knowing who you are. Very, very important. So they can be used to um they can be used as a part of your blog, right? You can have an infographic in that, or it can be used on a social media platform again to get everybody to start sharing it. A good place that you can really see some really good samples of infographics is Pinterest. Pinterest, a lot of people use infographics, so take a look at Pinterest as well, okay? Here's the third type of content marketing that you can use, and of course, this is my favorite. I'm doing it right now, and it's called podcast content marketing, right? Um, podcasts have been very, very lucrative and successful for a lot of people. As many of you know, Successful Woman Radio has been running for more than you know, 12 years now, and a lot of people hear me on Successful Woman Radio, a lot of my coaching clients that I didn't even know, I, they discovered me through Successful Woman Radio. So having a podcast can be very, very beneficial. The, again, I want to caution you about creating you know, and having uh, the habit of structure, organization, and systemizing everything, which is so very, very important. The fourth uh, piece of content marketing that I think is very key is video content marketing, which 
is very inexpensive. Both podcast and video content marketing are very inexpensive to do. Um, it just depends on if you're an introvert, it's very difficult a lot of times to really get used to talking all the time, but you can make it happen. But video content marketing, of course, is just that. You can get on your phone and start talking and be able to download the video and push it up, right? Uh, and then there is social media content marketing. That's number five. And again, I share it with you on how you can create a Google fan page and all the many ways that you can use it. But you've got um, LinkedIn and Twitter and many of the others that have great features for you as well. So you can take that one piece of content from your blog and repurpose it all over the place, video, podcast, um, social media. And so, again, there are the five ways. I'm going to just quickly repeat the five ways, again, for content marketing. Um, number one at the top is blog content marketing. Number two is infographic content marketing. Number three, podcast content marketing. Number four, video content marketing. And then number five, last but not least, social media content marketing, okay? So we're going to delve into this and break these out and get really into how to how to really get these types of pieces of marketing going for your business throughout the rest of this month. So make sure you are marketing, marking your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon. I hope you guys have found this information valuable. Make sure you share Successful Woman Radio with other women who are wanting to start or grow their small business. Have an abundant and a productive week, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.